and their customers. I mean, I think primary research is the best thing you can do. Uh, and if you can't access your customers and talk to them and understand their interests, where they digest information, why they bought your product, what pain they have, then I would talk with your sales team because they're having conversations with prospects and customers every day and understanding what kind of questions they get, what kind of content they have and use or they'd like to have when talking with uh, prospects. Uh, so I, I really think that helps build out uh, the persona. Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. Hey everyone, just a quick heads up that we're giving away a ebook called 29 Growth Hacking Quick Wins. We co-authored this book with Matan Griffel of One Month, and it'll give you a solid base on where you can create growth ideas from. So all you need to do is text QUICK TIPS to 33444. That's the word QUICK, Q-U-I-C-K, and TIPS, T-I-P-S as in sugar, to 33444, and you get instant access. All right, everybody. Today, we have Megan Eisenberg, who's the Chief Marketing Officer at MongoDB, which is the next generation database that lets you create applications never before possible. She's also the former VP of Demand Generation at DocuSign and a tech startup advisor and an executive mom of three. Megan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how it relates to kind of, you know, where you are right now? Sure. So excited to be leading marketing at MongoDB. My background, uh, my undergrad was uh, technical MIS with computer science, but I quickly figured out that if I wanted to grow in my career and, and manage a, a team, that I need to get my MBA. And I switched after getting my MBA at Yale, I switched over uh, to marketing for tech companies and uh, made my way here with an expertise in marketing technologies and scaling companies really quickly. Got it. All right. Well, tell us a little, more, a little bit more about MongoDB. Sure. So we are the fastest growing open source modern database. There are over half a million apps built on top of MongoDB. Uh, everyday apps that you are using on your phone at the core, the database is MongoDB. So it's an exciting place to be. Uh, we're modern really because we, with all that, you know, all the buzz around big data and the amount of information out there to capture, traditional databases just can't keep up with it. And so uh, modern apps that need to access uh, a lot of data are built on MongoDB. Okay. And what are some examples of those apps that, you know, particularly the big ones that require a lot of, da a lot of data? Uh, good question. Um, so uh, apps like uh, Tinder or Grindr, Foursquare, <laughs> <laughs> Dropbox, Gilt. Uh, things like United um, are all built on MongoDB. Charles Schwab is a good example. Uh, MarTech companies like Mintigo and uh, YesPath. Uh, so there's a bunch out there. All right. And in terms of numbers, can you talk to us about numbers around the business today? It could be you know number of customers, kind of just where you guys are at right now. Sure. We've had over 10 million downloads. Uh, so quite a lot of folks are using and building on the open source product. We have over 2,100 paying customers that are using our enterprise solution 
And we have even more on our cloud product to uh, monitor their MongoDB instance. So a lot of people out on AWS and Azure are um, using Cloud Manager, our product called Cloud Manager, to monitor their instance. All right. So, so I'm curious. I mean, how does MongoDB, you know, it's obviously it's a little more complex for the normal person, but how do you guys go about acquiring new customers? How does that work? Sure. So, I mean, a channel we all use is certainly the web. You know, we have a lot of educational resources, training developers on the product. And so we certainly have a lot of people coming in through our university channel. And we released an app this year where you can actually take training on your iPad or phone. Uh, so that's a great channel for us. Certainly our web properties.org and .com, mongodb.com. People will come in to watch webinars, read white papers on what NoSQL is. Uh, and then social. We have very social groups. So coming th- through Twitter or Facebook uh, and, and LinkedIn as well. Uh, we have a lot of people coming into our funnel that we talk to and engage with. And of course, we have a sales team uh, that's working with our, our different uh, customers on their needs. All right. And can you walk us through how that funnel looks? I imagine, you know, you guys are driving traffic from all these different channels. People are opting in for white papers. I mean, what's happening exactly down that funnel all the way to the sale? Sure. So if we think about people coming in through our website, maybe they've signed up for a trial for Cloud Manager. Um, we will nurture them. We'll educate them on how to use the product, any information they might need, how to get the help. Uh, same thing on if you sign up for a webinar or a white paper download. We have a lot of different nurture programs based on your persona. So whether you're a developer or an IT architect or ops, DB ops or even C-level, we're sending you content that would be relevant to your role to make a decision uh, on buying uh, either our security um, solutions or um, monitoring BI tools, et cetera. All right. Makes sense. Now, I assume in, in terms of if we get a little more granular, you guys are probably using you know some type of CRM like Marketo just to make sure you're sending the right type of content to the right people. Is that how it works? That's right. We use Eloqua as our um, marketing automation platform, and that's hooked into Salesforce. But yes, we are collecting just the right amount of information so we know your title, size of business, what you, type of information you're looking to digest, and then it is an automated uh, communication system or air traffic control system based on your actions to make sure you're getting the information you need to make a good decision. Makes sense. And I have to imagine that's a pretty big undertaking. And sometimes, you know, that, that scares people to have to set up, you know, using all those technologies and then you have to have somebody writing all the copy and figure out all the logic. So how long did that undertaking take for, for you guys? Yeah, so uh, we, I've been at MongoDB about 10 months. Uh, we had a situation where we, we need to rip out our existing one and we were under contract and we did it in about nine days. Wow. Uh, and that was, that's extremely aggressive. And we've, you know, I've implemented eloquent multiple companies and we had a contractor come in, but we did it in about nine days and that was standing up, you know, all our forms, uh, a raw scoring system, email, you know, having email marketing available and a connection into Salesforce, all of that set up. Uh, and over the past 10 months, we've built out over 25 different nurture programs. And those are worldwide. So we have some of them localized, uh, but they're based on your persona. They're based on if you're in a trial of cloud manager or if you download our enterprise product or if you have interest um, in some of our other uh, solutions. So you're getting information based on that. And where you are, if you're new to us, and you're just learning about MongoDB versus you've already built an app on MongoDB on open source, and now you're ready to transition to um, the other products that we um, have for you. 
Okay. Makes sense. Now, one thing I think people might be wondering about, especially the, well, obviously the people that haven't set it up, but if people wanted to learn more about how they could create a simple persona, where would you recommend they look? Oh, you know, uh, they're customers. I mean, I think primary research is the best thing you could do. Uh, and if you can't access your customers and talk to them and understand their interests, where they digest information, why they bought your product, what pain they have, then I would talk with your sales team because they're having conversations with prospects and customers every day and understanding what kind of questions they get, what kind of content they have and use or they'd like to have when talking with uh, prospects. Uh, so I, I really think that helps build out uh, the persona. And then obviously looking at the people on your website, who's downloading, who's doing different things. If you're collecting title information and activity information, which you should be, uh, you can get a pretty good picture of interest. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about DocuSign versus MongoDB. I guess, first of all, what's similar at your role right now, you know, with, I guess, what's similar to what you did at DocuSign? Sure. You know, it's interesting. A DocuSign uh, was unique in that it served multiple ends in the market. It had B2C. We had a freemium offering. People who had to sign everyday things like they bought a house or rented an apartment all the way up to enterprises like Salesforce and HP that are doing procurement contracts, sales contracts. So when you're trying to go to market and you have to target consumers all the way up to small, medium businesses to enterprise, that's a, a really uh, complex go to market. It's similar, I think, in open source companies and MongoDB in that we, we need to make sure we're serving our developers, which I would say is our B2C, our consumer of an awesome product, serving their need to develop something all the way up to enterprises who are running multiple databases that need to manage these instances. They're mission critical. Uh, they've got, you know, a lot of data in and out. And um, so serving, you know, the developer all the way to enterprises is an interesting go-to-market as well. So they're very similar in that way. And that means we have all these different persona and use cases that we need to serve. And so we want to message exactly the use case you're interested in and to the exact persona that you are. Mm, got it. Okay, so how does how does pricing work for for MongoDB? Yeah, so we in our if you go to our cloud product, so our our SaaS product, it's per server, and you go online, you can buy per server. We also have a backup and and storage options as well, uh, and that was similar at DocuSign. You could sign up without ever talking to sales. You can you know configure uh, your your project. Uh, all the way to enterprise where you may have multiple servers and you're in there, um, you're thousands of dollars per server. You're buying the license um, for MongoDB, the commercial license. You're adding the security features. You're adding encryption, in-memory storage, all the other things. We have a compass tool uh, as well. And so it's, uh, it depends on which, which model you're buying. All right. And what, what percent of the 2,100 paying customers right now would you say are enterprise? So that is 2,100 are all enterprise. Okay. That's a quote on enterprise. And then uh, our cloud product is another set of customers. Ah, got it. Okay, cool. So that, that's a and whole other And you may source. buy both. It's true. Actually, I should say there are mm -hmm. certainly enterprise companies that use our cloud product as well. Okay. Makes sense. So you talked a little bit about the similarities between your, your roles over, over there between the two. Um, what's, I guess, what's, what are the major differences? Uh, well, we at DocuSign, we really didn't target um, developer IT community as much. That wasn't the you know it was most it was more sales contracts, sales use case, HR procurement, 
And so this is MongoDB is more focused on technical audience, certainly developers, IT management, CIOs. Uh, so uh, it's a lot. It's a more technical focused audience at MongoDB. Okay. Makes sense. So I did a little research beforehand, and it seems that you do continue to keep up with the latest that's going on in terms of marketing slash growth hacking, uh, and just really you know staying on top of things there. So for you, I mean, you know, to learn that stuff, it, obviously you're 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 at the top right now. You're the chief marketing officer, and you're not able to contribute like an individual contributor would. So how do you use that knowledge to make an impact as an executive? Well, I, you know, one of the things I think is important is to constantly keep up on technology that's out there. So I try to take a, at least one meeting a week with a vendor to learn about new technology. I once a week I or twice a week I'm meeting with a peer to learn about, you know, what they're using, what's working, what's not working. I'm, you know, mentoring people and I'm always asking them questions. So why I might not be um, as tactical as I used to be, I still try to keep in it uh, and understand the technologies that are out there, specifically uh, marketing technologies. Interesting. So you mentioned talking to vendors, uh, you know, kind of catching up or staying on top of the trends. I mean, what kind of trends are you seeing in terms of where things are going right now in terms of the mar- in terms of marketing? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot around video. Uh, certainly, there's a lot around customer marketing and uh, making sure you're, you know, I think early stage we we really focus on getting net new logos, but as you grow as a business, those it's, you know, a bird in the hand is easier than getting a new one in, in the field. And so making sure you are focused on your customers because they will expand their use and their use case with you. So I think there's a lot around customer marketing. I think social uh, ways that you are, you know, social proof is so important, which is also part of customer marketing is making sure you're growing your advocates and giving them, you know, a way to you know, sort of a platform where they can tell your story and you're putting that social proof all over your web properties. You're giving them tools so they can evangelize uh, all of that being really important. I love everything around animated GIFs. We have a lot of fun with that here. <laughs> yep. uh, I, I, I think that people's, you know, people have great sense of humor and uh, there's nothing better than a, a quick little, you know, six second, two second animated GIF. Totally, totally agree with that. I think, you know, you talk about GIFs. I mean, we just started experimenting with uh, GIFographics, and I think we're going to be pumping out a few of those just because they stick out um, and and people love that stuff. So They do. Yeah, totally agree with that. Um, Okay, so actually you mentioned one thing I want to talk about really quick. Um, You mentioned net new logos. For those that don't understand what that means, what does that mean exactly? New customers. Okay. So that's, you know, if you get Disney or you get City or Apple or Adobe and they were not a paying customer before. All right. Now, you talked about, you know, obviously you guys are acquiring customers from the web right now. What's, I guess, what, what channels are working for, for MongoDB right now? Yeah, so certainly web is, is a big channel. So everything we can do to optimize uh, conversions and educating people through our web properties our university is another web property that works really well for us as people are learning about the the, the product and project. Uh, you know, I mentioned social. We've got a real, you know, we have over 200,000 followers and they're very engaged. You know, they're talking back and forth with us and we use Sprinkler to keep up on top of it. We track sentiment uh, and, and make sure to respond as much as we can. And we have 50,000, 60,000 mentions a month. There's a lot of activity. So we do our best to keep up on it. 
All right. And of, of the stuff that you are all doing on the web right now, is it, is it SEO that's working well? Is it for, for PPC? Is it LinkedIn? Is it, is it Facebook? I'm just trying to get a better idea of the channels oh, sure. that are working. You know, I was, I'm impressed. We're, we've done some retargeting and we found Facebook uh, is where we're seeing a lot of um, response where people are entering our funnel after we retarget them uh, to that, that channel. I, you know, I love LinkedIn we certainly run stuff with uh, targeted ads like Bizzo. It is more expensive, mm-hmm. um, certainly than Facebook or Twitter. Uh, but um, there's a good, you know, there's good, there's good targets on LinkedIn, and our sales team, of course, is is very active social selling and, and using LinkedIn. Okay, so let's let's dive a little bit into that because a lot of the the marketers I've had on on this show, especially the the direct response marketers, what they're doing now, and, and they think the future is you know driving cold traffic to a piece of content first, pixeling them with retarget pixels, and then uh, following them around, and then you know after they read the content, they have them download a lead magnet, maybe like a white paper or something. I'm just wondering how does that work for you know what you guys are doing on Facebook right now? Is it the same type of model or is it different? So if we see, let's say they go to a, a certain page on our website, they have a certain interest. Maybe it's, um, you know, Python development or something mm-hmm. with MongoDB. We may post an ad for a course in Python. Um, we may um, promote, or, or if they were reading on what NoSQL is, we may promote a webinar or a white paper to them around what NoSQL is. Uh, so it depends on their, their interest. Uh, and then we do a lot of work on inbound marketing once they come in or we capture them to make sure we're giving them materials uh, to educate them that's targeted to them. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, just going back to the, the people on the show and looking at our results too, people have said, especially, I mean, you know, the, the consumer niche where you're talking weight loss dating or whatever, people <laughs> are collecting leads for 25 cents on Facebook, which I think is phenomenal. But for us as a marketing agency, when we're driving cold traffic to a webinar and we're getting people to sign up for five or six dollars, I, I think, you know, that means we really have something because you can just continue to just drop money into that. And I imagine it's the same for for what you guys are doing. Well, I'm impressed. We, we do have a really good following and community with MongoDB. We released a new product uh, in 3.2 called Compass, MongoDB Compass. And usually product webinars do not pull a lot of people. And we had over 3,000 people registered, and that was for a wow. product webinar. So that was exciting to see the interest around that. Uh, and I'm, I am impressed. You know, at DocuSign, we every, you know, about once or twice a year, we'd get a, a, a thought leadership webinar where we'd have a semi-famous person speaking on it. And if we were lucky, we'd get about a thousand people. And that was exciting. So uh, to see that that's just a basic average is a thousand. And on the really, um, you know, interesting topics, we see over 3000. Uh, it's exciting and it's worldwide to see that kind of momentum. And is this a thousand uh, signups coming from retargeted traffic or cold traffic? No, just, I mean, all over. We post it on our website. We promote it through email marketing to our database. Got it. We do, you know, maybe we'll do lists, people that are interested in a certain list or group. That's interesting. So of the 3,000 people, I'm wondering if these 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 averages hold true because typically people are saying, and the same numbers go for, for you know, typically averages are 30% attendance rate uh, yeah, for, for webinars. Is that the same for you guys? Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. Yeah. Got it. Wow. That's phenomenal. So 900 people. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. So in terms of you being at MongoDB for, for 10 months, it might be a little early to say this. So we can even switch this question over to, to DocuSign if, if you want to, if you want to, sure. but tell us about one big, big struggle you faced while growing either, either of those companies. Ah, 
I think it's always budget. <laughs> you know, it's always making sure that you are doing, you know, you've got a limited budget, uh, yet you're trying to, you know, make sure you're measuring every use of it and effectively using it. And so just making sure you manage uh, the budget the best way you can. And so I don't know if it's necessarily a struggle, but it's, a, you know, be having small budgets and being smart. So that whole idea of growth hacking and figuring out what's working and what's not working right away uh, so you can get the most out of it. Hmm. Let, let me let me reframe because you actually just gave me an idea here. So how does a chief marketing officer fight for budget? Uh, well, you, you do it by showing your uh, what you sourced in deals. And so if you can set up attribution and figure out your contribution to pipeline, uh, it's a very effective way. If you, and if you can show them, you know, what are the, the levers you have to pull to actually deliver more, uh, you, you certainly earn the right to that budget. But you've got to be able to show uh, what you contributed to it. I love it. The proof is in the pudding. Okay. Just a few more questions from my side. Switching gears here, what's one piece of advice you'd give to your 25-year-old self? Uh, I, I would say, you know, network. Always take the opportunity to, you know, build and bond with your team. You know, people that I've worked with over the years, I, you know, you, it is a small world. You continue to, to work with them in the future. And as you go up and become more senior, what your success is really based on the team that you're working with. Uh, and so, you know, that network's really, really important. And some of the, the closest relationships I've had that have helped me in my career came from my 20s and my experiences at companies in my 20s and the relationships I built there. Okay. I just want to clarify here. So when you say network, it, it sounds like you're alluding to building relationships or is it something else? What do you mean exactly? When no, you say that's network? what I mean. Building relationships. Uh, you know, my, my advisors today were the chief architect of a company I worked at right out of business school and the founder of that company and um, marketers that were at that company, I still stay in contact with. So, you know, that network and the people you work with today, you will rely on them in the future and you will do business with them in the future and they will be more senior in the organization. And so will you. Right. I, I, I totally agree with that. I, I think it's, it's more, it's, it's more about building a relationship than anything because you're dealing with humans all the time. And I think some people, when they think of network, it's just, Hey, let's, let's go to those events and go to as many as possible, hand your card out to as many people as possible. That's a good it's, clarification. Yes. Yeah. Meaningful relationships. <laughs> totally. Um, okay. Makes sense. So in terms of what does an ideal day look like for you? How do you structure your day? Oh, uh, well, it certainly varies. Uh, but I, I typically the night before will look at the next day just to make sure I'm prepared for it, that I know who I'm meeting with. I, I use an app called a company and I, I look at, you know, people's backgrounds and, and, and what we're going to be talking about uh, just to make sure I, I can prep. If I see any meetings that don't make sense, uh, making sure I get those moved off. Um, but I think just being prepped for meetings that you're going to be in also blocking out time just to do, you know, do the things you need to do, catch up on email or write content or, you know, build a deck or something. Uh, but the, I mean, I don't know if there's a typical day. Usually there's a lot of meetings and it's a lot of uh, talking with people and, um, talking with my team, meeting with my team on in one-on-one -on -one and in groups. And then I'm certainly working with my executive, uh, the executive staff, uh, on running the business and, and making good decisions. 
Makes sense. So it's, I mean, it's the same as, you know, most, most executives where most of the day is probably going to be, you're going to be pulled around all over the place, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. And what's one productivity hack you can share with everyone? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, for me, what's really working, I mentioned the app company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. It keeps me up on those that it, it sort of blends my social network with my business network and it keeps me up on relevant, um, stories that are going on, tweets that are out there, uh, trends. It keeps me up on my company. Also, when I'm meeting with people, it gives me like a press briefing on their background. Uh, so it just, it helps me uh, prep for different meetings. And otherwise it's, you know, making, you know, what I said about looking at my next day and just making sure I'm ready and organized for it. Uh, and I'm not caught off guard on by anything. Okay, so a company is that that sounds familiar. Was it built by somebody else, or is the company literally called a company? It's a company. Yeah, it's A C C O M P A N Y, and it's a, a an app. And the company's based out of Los Altos. Huh, uh, Amy Chang's the the CEO of the company. Okay, have to check it out. All right, now what's one must read book you'd recommend to everyone? Ah, uh, that's that's a good question. You know, I certainly to everyone, you know, I, I, I recently read Sapiens and I think that was a good read. Uh, of course, I'm a fan of Lean In. Um, good and Great is another one. Uh, but there's, there's definitely, I think just reading in general. Uh, and there's a lot in the marketing field um, that I've read. But uh, yeah. Awesome. We will drop that in the show notes. So Megan, what's the best way for people to find you online? Uh, certainly through Twitter, um, at M Eisenberg. I'm um, on Twitter all day long. Every, you know, I'm always checking in. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, certainly. All right, perfect. So we will drop that in the show notes. So everybody, this is Megan Eisenberg. Megan, this is awesome. Everyone, make sure you check out MongoDB. Megan, thanks again. You're welcome. Everyone, just a quick heads up that we're giving away a ebook called 29 Growth Hacking Quick Wins. We co-authored this book with Matan Griffel of One Month, and it'll give you a solid base on where you can create growth ideas from. So all you need to do is text QUICK TIPS to 33444. That's the word QUICK, Q-U-I-C-K, and TIPS, T-I-P-S as in sugar, to 33444, and you get instant access. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Everywhere. If you loved what you heard, be sure to head back to growtheverywhere.com for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on next week's value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and remember to take action and continue growing.